Welcome to a Cigar Hustlers Podcast, episode 89. This week we sit down to talk to Mr. Justin Andrews from Diesel Cigars. Sit back and relax. Here comes the show. episode 89 starting up now yes cigar hustlers podcast so nervous why are you nervous i'm not really i'm just actually kind of tired and uh angry and it's you're been irritable long, you're it's been a long, long fucking week um but you know it's it's over now hopefully we'll see um should we introduce our guest yes please let's right, get right right let's off the, right jump right into it since he's sitting here yeah i um, want to talk about him and he's you know I, i'm wearing the uh the Justin Andrews outfit, by the way. Oh, look at that! Yeah. Oh, I didn't get pulling the, it off a little yeah. better. <laughs> I didn't get the memo. So, uh, so go ahead. He and wears inter- a, he wears a size smaller just to make it. So, look this is a fucking XL, pal. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, I got the and tag to prove it. it in the hot water to shrink yeah, it. That's up. it. I need to shrink this shirt up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, who are, who the hell are you? <laughs> you know, that's the that's the <laughs> question, and, and, and that's the uh, that's the hashtag yeah. that uh, good old Jack Toronto started. Who is J A? So, uh, one of these days, this is my 10th year in the industry, so maybe by year 20, you know, people actually know who I am. Yeah. So. Did, did you get to fire Jack by chance? Uh, well, they, they, that, that, <laughs> right, into, right into the hard right questions. Strong. Jesus. Jump right in, because um, that would be funny. Uh, no, I mean, Jack reported to me, and, and, oh. uh, which, which I, I enjoyed immensely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but uh, but kind of we Jack and I both kind of knew it was coming, mm-hmm. um, but... The company also knows that Jack and I had were pretty tight. Yeah. So I was, uh, I think, for for my own uh, you protection. Know, yeah, deniability. <laughs> I was kind of left in the dark, but I kept talking to Jack, like, "Hey, you know, if I was a betting man, I, <laughs> yeah, I think this is coming." So uh, I don't know. I got a podcast that says otherwise. He didn't <laughs> yeah. have a fucking clue. <laughs> he came on like a week after. And yeah. Said, no idea. Yeah. Well, he had his little tour of, of media the week it happened, so his yeah. story changed a little bit, uh, I think. But uh, Well, he was going to try and be here, but I guess he kind of fucked that up. So Yeah, I don't know what's going on, man. I texted this, this has been an odd week. I said, where the hell are you? He's like, what do you mean? I said, Justin's here. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I don't know. He's, you know. he's in Miami, so... Or maybe he's just fucking with me and he's close. Who knows? Um, yeah, so, so you know. Late? Oh, I hope, so hope he's late. <sighs> and then you're going to give him a hard time? Oh, yeah. I was late for the last show that Jack did. That's right. And oh, he's crap. all right. you've heard about it now. That's right. right. So now, so now Mike Palmer is always late. That's right. Always late. Um, yeah, so you know what's kind of funny is I don't think a lot of people actually know who the hell you are. Yeah, oh, that's right. I didn't answer the question. You know? So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so Justin Andrews, I guess my uh, my corporate title would be Senior Brand Manager for Scandinavian Tobacco Group. Right. Uh, which I don't, you know, I don't use that one a whole lot. <laughs> right. but, Very long. Uh, a hell of a title. Yeah. So my my day to day, I guess probably what consumes most of my time is uh, is brand management of diesel. Right. So I manage the brand globally, uh-huh. um, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I also handle some of our contract manufacturing. So obviously we make cigars for a lot of people. Right. Um, across all three of our factories. So I spend a lot of time in Central and Latin America. Yeah. Um, I also do part of our our kind of like. 
you could call it a collaborative kind of department to where we make exclusive products for shops and and other competitors and things like that. So, and when I'm not doing all that, for whatever reason, I like to get out and travel and and go see people and do events and do podcasts. So yeah, what the hell? Yeah. So this is uh, that's that's pretty much what I do. Uh, that's I, it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's there the day to day. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna break you. I'm gonna make you comfortable here. Don't don't you worry. So I mean, we well, the first time we met, we were in Esteli. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, you're hanging out with a, a group of people, I think, and you're doing kind of a fucking tour and a little bit of work, and um, there was a crazy cat involved, right? There was some shit like that. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there's you know the particular night where Skip kind of holds court, yeah, right. And yeah, he, he lets everybody know that you know he's the fucking man. And that, you know, he's, he's Type cr- A right? just just jumps out there, right? Just kind of murder balls, you know, starts breaking down in fucking corporate terms and shit. I'm like, I don't know what any of this shit means, but I think it sounds good. So, um, but yeah, but um, yeah. So when you go to Esteli and stuff like that, is it only were you blending that time? Were you just kind of fucking around with with some with some guys, just giving them a tour? So that was that was actually a really good trip. So yeah. uh, I was down there working on some stuff that's coming out in 2020. Okay, but it was right around the time where we were kind of finalizing production on Whiskey Row Sherry Cast, right, and also Hair of the Dog. So I took a trip down there to meet with AJ, um, just kind of do some final quality control stuff. Talk to him about 2020. And we looped in a group of uh, guys from CI, all the new hires from like the Dallas store and all over. So they kind of looped me in down there to do a little cigar 101 training with those guys. Right. So we take them to our factory. We take them to AJ's. We take them to Placencia. Um, so yeah, that was that was a good trip. And I think the first night you came over to uh, to our consultant Alex Fenson's house. Yes, uh, that's we sat his in name, the backyard yeah. with the. With the leopard, yeah, and, uh, that's it. Yeah, whatever yeah. the fucking cat. Well, I can't even think of the type of cat it is. It's it's. I always it's, forget the name, but it's some sort of like miniature, you know, right. sphinx. Mancoon. No, but it's no, like it's got an odd name. It's um and it's super aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. God. Yeah. Not, not a, the not the best pet. You can't I, pet it. Yeah. But you want to. Yeah. It's like oh, man, wow. I don't know if I can. It's like no nope. beautiful cat, and you just can't. Touch. It just kind of sits there and paces, or just you know. So that was that was a good night. We sat yeah. out there. They cooked. We had some some rum. I think Skip got our former uh, CFO a little, <laughs> a yeah, little well, wasted. <laughs> well, he was. Um, I mean, I, for, I was going to bring that up. I'm glad that you did. Uh, for, yeah, for one former CFO, and uh, for two, he was fucking hammered uh, that night, and he was hammered at AJ's place yes. as well. And that was the night where he went fucking really off the deep end, which was. Awesome for me and uh, for Hector as well because he was with me for <laughs> oh, sure. Espinosa was and he I mean dude this guy just fucking you know if I was in charge I'd do this but you know what the fuck do I know like that that would be the end of every <laughs> sentence and you know he probably doesn't remember any of it because he had to be at a level of blackout drunk yeah wow and unfortunately sure. that was his one and only trip to Nicaragua That's and somehow too bad. Oh, I wonder why <laughs> somehow I got blamed for that. For because again, part of the reason he came down was he wanted to be a part of the cigar one on one training. Right. Uh, the president of our company was like, "Oh, it'd be a good idea. Justin's there. You'll learn a lot. Right. And, He'll take and, care of you. Everything will be fine." Yeah. And so then I get called in, you know, to the uh, <laughs> to the padded room there, really and asking me what happened. And I'm like, "This dude's the CFO. Like, yeah. <laughs> he, in what world did, right. does he Can do I anything that I said? Right. He right. supersedes all. Yeah. You know, or at least the majority. So, uh, yeah. 
So that was I like for my name to be mentioned, but not not in those types of conversations. Right, of course. So that I'm, was. Uh, I mean, what do you say to the guy? Whoa, whoa, whoa! You can't have any more. You need to settle down. Yeah. Set, I mean, like that. You know. Yeah. He look at you and be like, "Motherfucker, I'm a grown ass man." <laughs> exactly. And you're fired. Yeah. I can handle. You know what? When I get back to the office, we're going to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah, that would go over so fucking well. So um, that was that was an interesting trip for you to. Uh, yeah. Interesting time to be down there. Yeah, because for me, you know. Um, I don't really care. So uh, when he starts going off, I'll just fucking feed the flame. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fuck that guy. And yeah, yeah. you know what? I don't know why they're not listening to you. Yeah, what the hell do you know? Tell me more. So, you know, I, I would just keep him going. And Hector's like, Jesus Christ, get me the hell out of here, man. You know, just send a letter back right now. You know, because Hector, Hector can be quiet sometimes, you know, and... Um, I don't know how he earned Mr. Warmth. I don't, you know, yeah. I, he's actually a really super nice fucking guy. Yes. Uh, um, Crown Heads, uh, Wes is definitely Wes. Mr. Fucking Warmth. Oh, yeah. Hands yeah. down the fucking curmudgeon <laughs> of, the, of the cigar industry. Super nice guy, but very, you know, he's, you know, he's just rough dry. Very yeah, dry just, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he sent us a handle, though, so that was nice. <laughs> I, was right. with, I was with Hector in Buffalo. Uh, was it last week or the week before? And uh, he did pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I, I'd peek over every once in a while, and he was talking and laughing. No so, shit. So maybe he's coming around a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. We did an event here, um, and he kind of hit, hit out front and stuff like that, which is pretty funny. Um, like, he just wasn't – he doesn't get that vibe. But, you know, the more and more he becomes in the spotlight, the more people want to fucking talk to him. That's so, right. you know – He's gonna have to start dealing with that that's, shit, that's you know. Right. I mean, because I love Hector. I love bullshitting with him. If you know, if he's if there's 20 people in the fucking room, you know, I'm going to him to sit down and and hang out, you know. Um, but only 20. If there's 25, <laughs> I'm gonna find somebody else. Um, you know. So, all right. So sometimes I get sabotaged on on these. I told you just, that was legit. Just all just, the information is true. For the record. So, if I can't um, find stuff about a guest, I'll just make it up. Yeah, so I, I told, I asked him somebody was a car salesman. That was Wes. That was Wes. And he's like, no, that's not true. Like, no, I didn't sell cars. All right, so here to answer that question. Um, VP and Lou Rodriguez, 2009-2014 cigars? What's that? Yeah, so that was... Uh, that was my introduction into Lou the business. Lou No. 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 It's... Uh, so Lou was a, or was I I'd always talk past tense with him, but uh, Lou's still around, alive okay, and well, still alive. A Cuban physician whose uncle Gregorio Vasquez owns a company in Nicaragua called G and G Cigars. Okay. So he used to make a lot of the overrun stuff for uh, for AJ. Used to make uh, Burger and Argenti, the Mooch. No shit. Uh, used to make uh, King cigars, and so Lou got the idea one day. He's like, you know, I've been smoking Padrones for forty years. Uh, I should, I should give this thing a shot, make my own cigar. And uh, I interned with him as a junior in college. No shit. Um, come, so you, from, come from a family of tobacco farmers, but cigarette and chewing tobacco. Right. So when I saw the, the Craigslist ad, I was like, oh, I could do this. So that was free. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and literally thought cigarette tobacco was the same as cigar tobacco. No shit. Yeah, had, had no clue. I'd never smoked a cigar before. Uh, this was in 2008. So, yeah. So started it's practically the same thing. Yeah. So learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no learned shit. that I didn't know anything. Right. <laughs> but for whatever reason, uh, Lou had he told me I had about twenty three kids apply for the 
position. No shit. And uh, I thought you were telling me you had twenty three kids. No, no, no. They don't have a TV or anything like that. And then turn for something else. I don't know. Maybe it was maybe it was my good looks or or charming personality that that got me the gig. But yeah, did that and no shit. Man, that was God. It's funny. It seems like a lifetime ago. But uh, but it's a significant portion of your life. I mean, sure. I mean, at least seven years, about six, maybe. Yeah, six, round six and a half. Yes. Yeah. So started out as an unpaid intern, and six six years later, we were fifty fifty partners. No shit. Yeah. Wow. So it was pretty uh, pretty cool. We uh, did that end bad or no? No, it was good. We um, well, it didn't end good, but we ended on good terms. Right. Um, he's a very very wealthy doctor. And uh, he owns a locums group, so he staffs uh, ERs is his specialty up no and shit. down the East Coast. So it was never about the money for him. Right. And as we started to to grow, and at one point we were up to about 350 accounts. That's a big deal across the U.S. This is with no sales reps, no terms, right? No nothing. Um, we were like the poor man's padron, basically. Right. And you're talking 2010, 2011, you know, back when. Before the San Andreas Mexican rapper Nick Rogan Binder Filler right. thing came out before Eric came out with Crema, we had a what we called a Smokers Connecticut. So we, we were kinda innovative in in that aspect before the the, the boom. I mean, we uh, us and Romacraft our our first show was in twenty eleven. No and shit. we were actually side by side, which oh, was wow. pretty which was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, as as we grew and, and demand became higher events and people started buying a lot of product to get Lou. Lou kind of stopped showing up. He was, you know, a little it's, more worried about kind of the lifestyle. Right. And uh, and and at that point for me it become a job and and pretty serious. And so I kind of saw that the the walls were kind of closing down a little bit. So he uh, he bought me out of of no my shit. equity stake and uh, I took a, took a year off. Yeah. And then landed at General. But uh, I wonder if I can get my brother to buy me out. That'd be, <laughs> be awesome, you know. So yeah, well, hey man, I mean, you know, it worked out pretty well for you. Then you wound up uh, at a pretty good, pretty good place. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, it says Cigar Rights of America. What did you do with Cigar Rights of America? So during the uh, the year that I took off. Um, I was an ambassador for Cigar Rights of America. Okay. And actually the year prior to that, too. So, What kind we, of level of abuse was, uh, <laughs> was man, that? Man, like? it, was, it was brutal. But I did work it to our advantage, though. So we never had enough money nor the desire to advertise with Cigar Aficionado. So we never got invited to things like Big Smoke, obviously. Well, Glenn Loop was like, you know, every year we take our top CRA ambassador to both Big Smokes. And he was like, if you happen to do it, you can pass out Lou Rodriguez cigars at our at our CRA booth at Big Smoke. So in 2013 and 2014, I signed up more people for Cigar Rights of America than any other ambassador in the country. No shit. And so for two years straight, we had Lou Rodriguez cigars at Big Smoke New York and Big Smoke Las Vegas. Fucking A, man. Good so, for you. So you, you sign up. For a year, you get a cigar. You sign up for three, you get two. It was, it was a good way to get our get our product out there. No shit. Yeah. Well, good for you, man. So, I mean, you're obviously, you know, you're not just a pretty face. <laughs> you know. That's uh, that's what I tell my girlfriend all you, the time. You so. get, still girlfriend, huh? Mm. I see. It was too early. I, sh- I shouldn't have brought her up already. <laughs> oh. I didn't tell her I was going to be on the podcast. So. Oh, okay. 
All right, cool. Fair enough. I'll, I'll let that die there then. Um, you were you were homeschooled. I was man. This is this is cool. Yeah, yeah, I've never got that question. So yeah, so uh, come from Fayetteville, Fort Bragg. Yeah, military family, um, and uh, my mother uh, was a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, so when when I was coming up, the school option in the part of town we were living in, because my father was starting a business, was not really where you'd want your your kid to go to school. Right. Even though I was a pretty big kid and you know thought I could handle myself, my mm-hmm. mom was like, "Yeah, no, you're not." So, so she homeschooled my sister and I up until uh, up until high, well eighth grade basically. So yeah, no so shit. it was. But you know, there, there's a stigma out there with homeschoolers for sure, and a, and a lot of times that's correct. But in Cumberland County, where I'm from, because of the military base, we had 2,500 homeschoolers no in the shit. county. Wow. So we would do stuff like Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. Everybody we'd have tutors, together. and and we'd have you know science tutors, math tutors, things like that. So I was fortunate that one, my mother probably knew she didn't want to be around us every day, all day, right? Right. But that we had tutors come in and teach us, you know, some pretty essential things. That's cool. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like a good little social group there. So when you get to high school, did you did you find that you were ahead of the regular high school kids? I would I I would say so, just because again, when you're at one teacher teaching to 30, 40 kids, maybe, right. um, and everybody learns at a different pace. Right. I was able to get that one-on-one attention, whether it was with my, my mother or a tutor. Right. Um, and we did standardized testing at the end of the year to kind of gauge where you were. Oh, wow. Um, but again, if you've got one teacher, two students, those two students are always going to come out right. ahead yeah. of, of, yeah. of the majority there. Um, There's no hiding in the back of the classroom. Or, no, right. no, but I... Uh, I was really into sports, so I played baseball, basketball, football. In homeschool or outside? Of- so the cool thing in Cumberland County, if, if your school, <laughs> quote-unquote, didn't offer a sport, you could play um, at whatever school offered uh, the oh, sport no closest shit. to you. Oh, wow. So like in eighth grade, I was playing uh, varsity basketball and baseball for a, an academy there in town. And then as that shifted, I went and played football and baseball at a public school. So, that's so cool. I kind of got the best of both worlds there. Yeah, yeah because I mean, you know, I mean, I think that sometimes the downfall of homeschooling is you always have the question of, you know, will your kid be socially inept? You know what I mean? Like right. when you were kind of when you went back into high school, that was going to be my next question. Was was that a struggle for you? Was it like hanging out, making friends and shit like that? But if you're doing sports and shit, he already had friends. Yeah, yeah you're already kind of, you know, you're yeah. kind of used to that as well. Yeah, I think I was I was kind of the exception. With right. that, um, I come from a big family, very social, vocal family. My my, my parents were involved in the community, so it was uh, I, I was used to being around a lot of people, a lot of people, and 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 I did things like public speaking and things like that. No shit. Um, so it was it was definitely a little e- easier for me than some. Now we did have those kids that when they came out, you know, of the house, they they couldn't make eye contact and right. little, right. little odd. So I I didn't really. I didn't really hang out with those kids a whole lot. <laughs> right. But sports was a big, a big kind of gateway to that right. social thing. And and again, when you're when you're a jock and you're kind of big, there, there's not a lot of anxiety when it comes to like fitting right. in and stuff. Right. Yeah, you so, feel comfortable. Right? Yeah. So you didn't get to meet J. Cole though, because you didn't go to middle school. Man, so. you know it's funny. Everybody asked me that. Now. Well, it's the only you know that's Fayetteville. Yeah. And you know? it, he went to so he's I think he's a little bit younger than me, maybe two or three years. Yeah. But his high school, E. Smith, 
we absolutely would beat the brakes off of in baseball and basketball. No shit. So I, I'm sure our paths crossed before he was he was J. Cole. Right. Um, but yeah, no, don't yeah. never met him. I like to think that you fucked him up in some kind of sport. <laughs> so yeah, he does still play in a rec league there though. No shit. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he's fucking talented. He's he, like one of the best rappers in my opinion, like top five. No joke. He is. He 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 put Fayetteville on the map. Yeah. So. And Mike Mike Palmer, uh, he agrees. He's a big he's I a big Jake. No I believe he's, it. He's a big Jake. No idea. Fan. All right. So like um, so do you get to so what kind of factories do you get get to fuck with? I mean, obviously you, you have access to AJ Fernandez. We kind of brought that up already. But you know what else you get to do when you get to the epicenter of the cigar world that's yeah. in Nicaragua. So obviously I spend the most time uh, with our Nicaraguan factory. Right. Um, and then I would say probably the Dominican and Honduras would, would be a close second. Right. Um, but as far as like our, our, our friendly competitors, I guess you could say like AJ, I mean, AJ, I would like to think of as almost an extension of, of our factory. Right. Um, because we do so much with them and so many brands. So He's uh, he's who I've worked with the most. Um, I have been able to do some stuff with Placencia. Um, I've been able to do some stuff with. Uh, well, I've talked to guys like Justo Aurora and things like that. Um, yeah, I think that's. Uh, that's I, think, I mean, you just named like the fucking biggest ones. Yeah. Right? So that's pretty cool. Yeah, those. Um, and, and we again, we're such a big company that we try to keep as much production as we can, right, in house. But we do have like strategic partners, guys like uh, Placencia and AJ. So, That's cool. Yeah. So who gets to decide the blends for Diesel? That'd, that'd be me. That's you. Yeah. No, you don't like. Hey, this is the cigar. I like it. Nobody else says. Well, I want to fucking taste it. Nothing. No. You're the guy. That's. That's it. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. Yes. Well, that's, I mean, originally when Michael Giannini hired me, I didn't have a title or anything. I was just the tobacco guy. So I was fortunate with Lou Rodriguez that I got to go spend, you know, sometimes 15, 20 days down in Nicaragua, and I would just live at the factory. That's tough. And it was tough, especially for a gringo that that didn't speak a lot of Spanish. Yeah, no shit. Um, So it was kind of trial by fire there yeah and uh and again we you know i don't like to throw that term you know blender around right. that often i'm more of a, a cigar whisperer like i'll kind of whisper to aj hey what if we do this what if we do that but as far as the final say so and, and final approval of a blend um that relies solely on me with the brands and our other brand managers um have that ability too a lot of times they don't take advantage of it just because, you know, we have experts down in the factory right. and stuff like that. But typically with AJ, he'll send me, you know, a couple bundles and, and it'll be kind of like, hey, you need to pick this one. And right. and there's been a lot of times where I've gone back and been like, bro, this isn't this isn't really what I was looking for. Right. And then he tells me I don't know tobacco. I tell him he <laughs> doesn't sounds, know the the American right. consumer, you right. know. Right. right. And we go back and forth. But fortunately, he and I usually land on the on the same thing um i mean he's the genius but i'm the one that's got to sign the check so it's uh that's awesome okay so um well man my next question is gonna be how do you decide the blend but you kind of fucking you know said that too i mean i guess the the unique part is for you you know you have to produce a lot of cigars right and that's kind of where it gets difficult you know and I mean, I got to give you kudos. I think you're doing a good job in what, you're, in what you're doing. So, you know, how how do you kind of determine? I mean, let me ask you: How many do you, do you averagely have to produce? Like, or as far as far as quantity, if you don't mind giving that information, and does that affect your overall blend at all? 
Typically, typically no. So I'll give you a couple examples. So like if you look at some of the original diesel stuff that I wasn't involved in, like, you know, original, unlimited, heart of darkness, things like that. Right. Um, those are, I, I would say, as typical as, as any everyday blend that we make at Punch or we make it at Partagas. Um, and, and all those are well in the millions of cigars produced a right. year. Um, with a brand like Whiskey Row, now that's where the challenge came in because I had to kind of predict a forecast to determine how many barrels we needed. And that's where it gets really tricky. And, and we, we were out of stock last year for almost six months. Um, and, and obviously it sold well beyond any of our expectations. Right. But that's where Whiskey Row is really unique when it comes to the blending process because it, it, AJ and I had both never aged anything in a bourbon barrel or a sherry cast barrel. Um, so that was a huge learning experience. But overall, I mean, diesel, uh, without getting into specifics, when, you, when somebody asks you, you know, what's, what's one of the best boutique brands out there as far as, like, distribution and awareness, I, I would argue that Diesel probably sells more cigars than those people. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, again, if you look at the – I mean, again, the machine that is Cigar International, right. and when they started it going direct to consumer, I mean, that's a huge leg up when it comes to that. Yeah. Um, so now that we've got the best of both, you know, we've got distribution at retail, and, and we've – I'm, I'm very hard on the price protection and making it a level playing field. Right. But I reap the, the rewards of having a brand that's been around for 10 years mm -hmm. that a lot of people knew. Um, so it's been, it's been good. And retailers have been happy, too, because, you know, again, as much as we promote and as much as we advertise and create shelf talkers for a retailer, it's nice to have somebody walk in the door and go, oh, yeah, Diesel. I know Diesel. Right. And now I can buy it from you. Right. So that's, that's been a big benefit. Yeah. I mean... All right, let's, let's stop for a break real quick. Okay. We're at 25 minutes, so just so it doesn't go off in the middle of a question. Right. All right, we'll be right back. Want to become part of the show? Go to patreon.com backslash the Cigar Hustler podcast and pick which tier works best for you. We'd love to have you as part of the show. Okay, we're back. Hey. <laughs> With Justin Andrews from uh, Diesel Cigars. Who? That, was, that was quite the big break. <laughs> um, well, you know, we have the camera problems. Right. You know. Well, so for me, you know, I think your cigars are really good, but the big deciding factor for me was when we fucking kind of hung out in Esteli, dude, you know? Um, and that was just kind of the fit. Do I ever, like, I have, my shop obviously has a is a hybrid of the of two, right? Because we have online as well as in store, which I think that a lot of retailers should be doing at this point. Yeah. Um, so for me, do I ever think that I'll be able to move a tremendous amount of diesel online? The answer is no. That, that consumer, that whole thing has already kind of been mapped out, right? Like... That I'm 10 years behind that game. So I don't ever look for it to be like a, a gigantic mover in, you know, online, but it does do very, really well in the store. And, you know, um, you got some cool shit going on, man. You know, like, um, I, I mean, how did you come up with the concept of giving away a fucking bar? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, first, I appreciate you saying that. And, and it, you know, again, it's not just lip service. Like, I, I do get passionate about it because, you know, for 10 years, it's been my life. And, and so to get the opportunity to take a brand like Diesel, um, I did take it very seriously. And, and I mean, we joke, but like, I'm not married. I don't have kids. Yeah. Um, and, and as a, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and as a washed up former 
athlete. <laughs> like I was so used to like zoning in and just you know every live, eat, and breathe it. Right. That I've kind of transferred that into cigars. Um, so so no, I appreciate you saying that because it's been. I got to tell you, three years ago when I'm launching, when I'm presenting these ideas to our VPs and board of directors, and they're looking at me like. Who hired this kid? Like, right. what the fuck is he? I was like, yeah, this isn't going to work. Fortunately for me, it has worked. Right. So now I get a little bit of credibility and, and can kind of stroll up and down the halls like, you know, like I'm somebody. Right. <laughs> I'm Which just... they, qu- they, they quickly, you know, knock me back. Yeah, they like to shit <laughs> all over you. Coffee yeah, 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 by the way, yeah, good yeah. for you. Diesel is here before you, pal. Yeah. You know? so, the, so the bar idea um, is pretty cool. And I actually have to give credit to a, a, a kid who works for us, uh, Matt Davenport. And he was actually uh, worked in retail for about six years um, during college and after. This kid is so dedicated to cigars that he got a golf scholarship to Christopher Newport University in, in, in Hampton, Virginia. And his junior year, they made the team take a tobacco-free pledge. No shit. And he wouldn't fucking sign it. And so they kicked wow. him off the team. Wow. So, like, this kid is is legit, and he does – he's kind of like the, the do-it-all guy for our company. He's the liaison between the sales team, marketing. Um, he – you know, he's a really bright kid. So I said all that to say when, when I'm going through this process of developing Whiskey Row, and when I discovered that we had the trademark Whiskey Row, and my buddy Cave was starting a bourbon company, like, all this stuff was coming together, and, and I was talking to Matt. I said, Matt – Every, I'm tired of doing the same shit over and over. I'm tired of getting hats. I'm tired of getting cutters and all this stuff. And if somebody comes to a diesel event on a Tuesday night or a Thursday night, the odds are they've already got the Drew Estate hat. They've got right. the cutter. They've got. So I was like, what can I do to kind of create items that go with this bourbon thing? And so that's when I started working on the bourbon barrel lighters, bourbon barrel ashtrays, you know, things like that. And I was like, but we need. We're missing the the big grand prize. You know, I was looking at humidors and like humidors made out of, you know, bourbon barrels. And I was like, it's almost like a bar theme is what I'm going for. And Matt goes, why don't we just build a bar? No shit. And just like that. Wow. And I was like, no shit, man. And it was funny because I was just at like, I don't know, Pottery Barn or something. And I saw these, you know, people having their houses, these bars where you keep your booze and stuff. And I was like, dude, what a great fucking idea. Like you walk into a shop, there's a bar there. You can win that bar, right? Along with the, you know, the barrel ashtrays and the lighters and yeah. things. And so we started. We just started developing it, and then it was like, man, I'm tired of people that don't smoke cigars stealing all my good stuff out of my humidors. I was like, let's put a humidor inside of it, and let's put a little trap door, right? And it just, and again, this whole time, there's guys. I won't mention their names, but they're pretty high up in our company. They're like, this is stupid. This will never. <laughs> how are we going to ship it? Right. Doesn't make sense. Logistically, like, it's logistically, a it's a nightmare. How are you going to build? <laughs> And whose wife is going to let them have a bar? And I'm just like, oh my god, you know. So, so we, you know, we only made a hundred of them. But bro, I'm telling you, it is. I mean, it has gotten us in the door at places where retailers typically just would have never even given us a shot. Right. And it was kind of my way of saying, look, we we. I know for ten years this brand probably has not been something you've been a fan of. Right. And you're not a fan of Cigar International. Right. Let like. Let me kind of meet you halfway. Let me show you, you know, right. that we're in this to support the retailers, and 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 it's, and it's not like I'm I'm making a profit on these things. Right. They, they were not cheap to make, but it was kind of a goodwill thing of hey, not only are we going to give you a really good cigar, which I think I don't have to give anything away to sell this cigar, but 
here's just a little something extra to 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 drive trial yeah. and it's, awareness. It's an attention grabber, man, for sure, for sure. Um. All right, so you know, I gotta. So, like you said before, you're kind of an athlete, right? So, you can handle yourself pretty well. Do you think that you would win in a fight against Jack Taranio, or Ooh. you know, like Ooh. if it if it, if oh. it went down oh. and it was fucking serious, you know? I don't know. Jack Jack's got me. I you know, I don't know who's taller. I'm I'm six two. Yeah, well, I was when I when I was at my like. MLB combine. Right, right. I probably shrunk a peak. Yeah. Um I think I think Jack's got me on height and probably some some LBs there. Yeah, but he's a little older. He's, he's a little maybe on reach too. He's got those giant yeah, arms. I don't I don't I don't know if Jack can throw hands anymore, man. Yeah. I don't know. He's You've gotta have him on speed. He's, he I, seems pretty passive. But I, I feel like if I sat him down I'm like, yo, Justin said he'd fucking kick your ass. I, I he's like, you he, know what, I could take You know what? I, I I I think every Cuban has a little little streak in him to where they can even if Jack is pretty passive and cool, right. I think if you got him pissed off he could he could he could bring some pain. Yeah. So Well he told that story on the show about I the guy like he, he beat him. up at the movie theater. Oh yeah. Well he didn't beat him up. No, though. he was he was going to he was to, ready. He was he's ready, ready to fucking kick his ass. The guy back down. Yeah, Jack stood up and he went, "Oh, I'm sorry." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A Cuban that from I'll, Miami I'll, that lived in Chicago and yeah. back on. I'm sure Jack's got some stories. He'd probably be scrappy. Yeah, but I'm about 30 years younger than he is, though. Yeah. So I, you can take that. You can take that. <laughs> so we're gonna make that happen for our next event, Jack Taranio versus Justin. Oh. Do you want to ask the uh, the five questions? questions? Do you have those? Oh yes, I do. I mounted them on the computers from last <laughs> Nicely time. done. Yes. Okay, so. We have five questions we ask everybody who's on the show. Okay. Same five questions. Okay, so the first question is, what one person, living or dead, would you like to share a cigar with? Oh, good question. Um, you know, I'm a big Tiger Woods guy. Yeah? And I know yeah. He, he doesn't smoke. No I shit. Think, yeah. I just bangs horse. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> bangs anyway. He, not he, anymore. Yeah, not, not yeah. anymore. He's, yeah. he's, 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 he's done with the pills. Allegedly. <laughs> I'm sure him and his up. new girl have an arrangement. I yeah, think. I'm, I'm, like, hey, I'm listen, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm going to step out to the bar every once in a while. <laughs> Things happen every once in a while at Waffle House. But I'm so. going to fucking Uber. So, but yeah, I always go back between him and as a North Carolina boy, Michael Jordan, obviously. Right. So, uh, so yeah, either Tiger or Michael, probably. Those are great answers. They are great answers. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, what one fictional character would you like to share a cigar with? Ooh, fictional. Somebody from a movie or a book or TV show. TV show. Dirk Diggler. Dirk Diggler. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Durango in his prime. Um, fictional. See, I'm a big Seinfeld guy, but I don't, you can't really consider that fictional because that was a show based on his life. Um, what about, you know, Rambo's out this weekend. What about Hell fucking yeah. Rambo? Yeah. Have a cigar uh, with Rambo. That'd be, cool. that'd be pretty cool, I think. I mean, you know, you might not, if it's Rambo 1, you might not get out of there alive. You <laughs> might think, you know, you might yeah. think that you're, uh, you know, he might have flashbacks and go fucking. And Sly's, Sly's a big cigar smoker. Yep. Is he? Oh, yeah, time. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, he's uh, he's a member of uh, Grand Havana Room there. Oh, and yeah, he of is, course. He is in there. From what I've heard, when he's in town, he's in there every day. But does he like smoke Cubans? Because I feel like that shit doesn't count. He smoked the reason. So here's the reason I know that he's a big cigar smoker. Um, in New Orleans, uh, Crescent City, Armando. Uh, sent me a picture years ago of him and, and Sylvester smoking Lou Rodriguez no cigars. So we were a big, Armando was a big account for us. He's a big boutique guy. And he sent us a picture one day, and it's him and Sly with the with the fist up, and they're both smoking oh, that's our pretty Maduro. Dope. So he apparently he's got some good taste. 
Nice. So, I mean, I, I don't know if I can tell the story or not, but I know that uh, uh, an actor reached out to Skip and said, hey, you know, your cigars are really badass. I'll have to ask him if I can if I can mention the I name. I think we've shit. talked about that before. Or not. We, uh, no. we George Clooney reached out to us for the Amazon Basin. No shit, he sure did. did. His uh, his agent. Mike's a huge fan of his tequila. I, I am. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not his yeah. tequila anymore. No. Oh, that's true. But he did start. Fuck the company, yeah, though. Casamigos is the shit. And he needed another like whatever his cut was, a quarter of a billion dollars or yeah. whatever he got. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is good tequila though. Hey, good for him. Fucking a. Go ahead. All right. What's your favorite cigar, Justin? My favorite cigar, no bullshit, I smoke it every day, is the original Whiskey Rub. And again, people are always like, yeah, okay, you know, that's bullshit. And I'm like, if you had the ability to blend a cigar, would you not blend it to your profile? I agree. And I'm like, I busted my ass for a year and a half on this blend. Right. Like, obviously, it's going to be what I like. Right. Right. So, I mean, as, as, as far as my everyday smoke, it's that. Um... I smoke, I was telling Eric the other day, I, I smoke probably a crema every morning with a cup of coffee no recently. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it's, you know, I like Connecticut's with a little bit of a kick. Right. Kind of ease me into the day. Despinosa. Um, yeah, Despinosa. And then. And it just feels good because, you know, you had to fire Jack and shit. That, you know, it's, I, I, got, I, I feel a little guilty, so I got to support him a little bit. <laughs> I like to sit back and reminisce. And, yeah. Right. Uh, you know, hey, Jack, I got to I fire just, Jack. You know, I still love you. Yeah. Look, I'm supporting you. I'm supporting you. That's right. Guilt, a guilt cigar That's first awesome. thing in the uh, What's the best piece of advice anyone ever gave you? Hmm. You know, it's funny, the same guy. Uh, Alex Svensson told me, um, and a lot of people don't know know who he is, but he is hands down the most powerful guy in our industry. Yeah. Um, Nobody knows who he is. Without a doubt. And he told me, and I was like, Alex, like, you know, Jonathan Drew's running up to you, Jorge Padron's running up to you, Carlitos, like, but, like, None of these retailers know who you are. None right. of these consumers know. Right. And he said, uh, he's like, you know, you can get a lot accomplished when you're not worried about who gets the credit. And I think that's an old Ronald oh, Reagan wow. quote. Right. But that kind of stuck with me uh, with a lot. Of, and and oh, that's very true. Yeah. And so, and I do a lot of stuff with other brands too within our portfolio. And people ask me, oh, did you do this or do that? And it doesn't matter because again, it's good for the team. It's good right. for the whole. But if you really kind of remove yourself from that and all of us have an ego all of us want you know a little bit of of appreciation for what we do but if you kind of remove that and just go at the task at hand you can really get a lot accomplished right. so that's that's more recent advice but I, I that's stuck with me so i saw him at ibcpr and like i didn't fully understand why the hell he was there i was like <laughs> you know what are you doing here and he's like are you kidding me how could i not be here i'm like i don't know i mean i know that you handle fucking all of it but yeah i didn't think that you'd have to be at the show you know yeah. so, so yeah he thought he was above that no or, i just didn't just think something that, he would do because like you said retailers don't know who he is so no but vendors but right so yeah. so he meets with so, anybody from zycar to lotus to you know the companies that we make cigars for right. um i mean He's he's a busy guy. At the yeah. Show. What's kind of funny too is like, um, you know, what, he gave me like the when I was talking to him, he had the look of like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> so, who are you gonna ask? Uh, who is he for the listening audience? They don't know who he is. So he he was one of the original founders of uh, Cigar dot com, which later turned into uh, Cigar International. Oh wow. Um, this is a guy who. 
at like 13 and 14 would save his lunch money to go buy cigars. Right. So he's he's a he's a renaissance man. You yeah. Know, big dude, 6'5", 350, uh, super bright. But at one point, he controlled all of the purchasing for Cigar International, oh, wow. yeah. Scandinavian Tobacco Group. Yeah. But he was able to... Um, you know, again, he was able 20 years ago to get with guys like Jonathan Drew and develop an acid cigar that was exclusive for CI, to right. get with Rocky and create. So he was able to develop those relationships. Um, and so for a guy like me, when, you know, I want to talk to Jonathan Drew about something, boom, there's, there, you know, he's the guy I go to. Right. And when I, I took a tour of the Padron factory, which not a lot of people get to do. He was the guy. Right. So he's, uh, but he definitely, he, he probably wouldn't even like that I'm saying this, to be honest with right. you. <laughs> yeah. But he's definitely a behind the scenes guy. Um, but uh, I mean, tobacco knowledge is, is Crazy. through the roof. I mean, the guy was, you know, uh, if you, like, I can only tell you what Esteli was, has been like for the past 10 years, and I can see the growth and development. Like, mm-hmm. the, the past few years when I've gone back down, I'm like, holy shit, we have 5G, or not 5G, yeah. but it's like, There's internet. You have, yeah. we have data access, you right. know, on our phones. Wow. Um, you know, he's one of those guys that was there when there was fucking yeah. nothing, right. you know. Um, he actually, he discovered A.J. Fernandez as well. Oh, so wow. he gave him his first shot uh, with a with a Cigar International cigar. So, there you go. Yeah. Uh, last question is: You want to tell people uh, how to get a hold of your social media, email? Don't give sure. out your phone number. Yeah, yeah, call yeah. You. Um, obviously, you can. You know, I've got dieselcigars.com. It's got my information on there. We've got Diesel Cigars on Facebook, Instagram, and then uh, usually you just type in my name, Justin Andrews Diesel, and it'll pop up. I think I still have my handle from college, so it's like Just in Time Eleven. So, nice, super professional, but uh, that's the way to do it. Man. You know, <laughs> I'm consistent. You know, I don't like to change a whole lot. So, it's uh, but yeah, I'm out there. Uh, God, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all over the place. I think when you go into that formal kind of introduction, you lose something. Like people don't, you know, don't get really to understand who you kind of are when you just leave it like blank and at Justin Andrews. You know, right? At yeah. Slapdick One One Seven. So yeah. 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 Well, that pretty much concludes it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that was, that was quick and painless. Right? It was it easy. Was. That it was by fast. Yeah. Okay. It's 45 minutes. Yeah. Boom. Man, that was I, I really enjoyed that. Those were good questions, it's too. It's almost like you. as if we know what the fuck we're <laughs> Dude, doing. Seriously, it's so man. crazy. I mean, Jack kind of set the bar pretty low for for this. He, yeah, he told me not to expect the whole lot. Yeah, so. he's <laughs> talking, he talked it down, I'm sure. He's, he's, he said your partner here would be late. So. Yeah, he be on time. I think but, the first time Jack did the show, we had the tiny table. Oh, yeah. No video. Oh, we're way more professional now. Oh, yeah. We're two years deep. And we're not making a fucking penny, but, you know. <laughs> hey, all for the love of cigars. But, no, thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I appreciate the, the unique questions. Yeah. Um, sometimes it gets a little redundant. I get right, tired right, of hearing yeah. myself talk. So Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, we want to learn about you not going to being stay-at-home fucking school and shit. You know? <laughs> right. Really Very interesting. Producer's a fucking All right, he's we, a mad scientist. You guys got cigars to sell out there. Yeah, we gotta yeah. go. We gotta go do an event. Oh, we didn't even talk about the fucking Z-Man thing, though. Well, we'll do it for our regular show next week. Oh, okay. Alright. Because we we'd have to take another break. We can then. do more research then and yeah, we can yeah. figure out what he says. And, and then go. we can, can contradict both. Have you guys seen the Steve Harvey skit about Willie Turner no, getting no. fired? Do yourself a favor and watch that because that reminded me of that. Really? Basically, oh. it's, it's, how, it's how different people get fired or handle getting fired differently. Okay. Um, 
I made a mistake and told our, our VP of HR that that would be me one day if they ever tried to fire me. So, <laughs> that was probably not my brightest moment, but uh, thankfully he, he had a sense of humor. But yeah, look that up. It'll it'll shed some light on that situation probably. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, again, dude, thanks so much for yeah, coming out. You, I mean, Justin. I know Appreciate that's not easy. You were all the way in California, came all the way here to Florida. You know, sales rep was sick and dying, so, you know, we had to figure out a few things, but you still made it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate everything you do. I also appreciate the ride home from Estelite to the airport, and that was really nice of you. So That was an adventure, know. too, man. Yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, we got pulled off on the side of the road. Um, the car overheated because, you know. Oh. It, did I ever tell you the story? No, no. So I mean, I've heard everybody get pulled over, but not because the car overheated. Yeah, so the car just kind of died. And the problem is that in Esteli, <laughs> when it comes to adding fluid, you just fucking add <laughs> as much fluid as possible <laughs> yes. and, and not even think about it. So the transmission fluid was overfilled and it heated up, so it just stopped working. It just oh, shut the fucking yeah. car down. Thank God Hector understood that. Which you know was way out of left field because I wouldn't. I'm like, oh, we're fucked. Yeah, that's yeah. it. We're like, I thought for sure the we were we we were in, we weren't in the best spot. You know what I mean? It's like this is not fucking good. Yeah, that's that's the first time that I've ever had an incident like that happen where I didn't either have to pay the cop right. for protection or got robbed. <laughs> right. I mean every every oh. single. So I was just like, well, here it comes. Like this is right. You know, <laughs> so I always keep like twenty bucks in my anyway. pocket because you got to give them something. This is where we lose our shit. Yeah. So no, we were pretty we were pretty fortunate. In that situation, yeah. But Car cooled down, started right up. I'm like, fuck, fuck yeah. <laughs> but yeah. We got to the airport. I'm like, hey, listen, you're on your own now, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate the ride, but I'm out of here. Yeah, that was good shit. Yeah, anytime you want to go back, man. That Ooh. fucking a, man. Well, uh, this this coming up year, I probably won't be going. My brother will probably go. Cause I'm, I got a baby. He's got a baby. Oh, coming. congrats. So uh, yeah, she'll be here um, end of December, and I usually go first. That's, yeah. First part of the year. Yeah. So, yeah. It all depends. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to go. Um, I like to go. It, you know, I like to be involved with all, every aspect of it and, and bullshit with Skip. And Skip will give me a hard time when I fall asleep on the patio. But, you know, um, if I can't, you know, Greg will be the substitute. So I see Skip more in Nicaragua than I do in the States. So, it's, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But it is, man. It's, 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 that's, honestly, that's my favorite part of the job is kind of go down there, get recentered. You don't got to worry about the phone all day every day right and and i mean even for us as the big evil empire as skip likes to call us when you, <laughs> when you go down there and you, you go down there and meet our people i mean again to them you know this is their livelihood and, and right. they're just as passionate as any other cigar roller or buncher so it's cool to kind of go back and get that perspective absolutely um but uh but when i tell these stories about you know getting detained at the border or, or robbed on the side people are like why do you still go there because <laughs> <laughs> it happens yeah but it's, it's all part of the culture it's, it's part of the fun it's, it's the, part of the <laughs> game man you gotta do it whatever it takes yeah you know all right Okay, don't forget you can go to teespring.com backslash the Cigar Hustler podcast to get all the swag needs from the show. This has been a Cigar Hustlers podcast, a Mike and Mike production. Be sure to listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. for all new episodes. Hi, I'm doing, I'm Husto Iroa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just don't have to do a single uh, single podcast ever again. Perfect. Ever. I'm good, Mike and Mike. How are you guys doing? <laughs> I, I don't even have to try to hit He's the record. Gonna try. We're gonna we're gonna cover a lot of ground here, Mike. All right. Try to keep up. That's a sign of a good podcast. Maybe you know? like <laughs> four cigars when I walked in the door. <laughs> <laughs> All right, end this. Mike, 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 Mike,